how can I wake up my friends and family? So I'm going to answer this question that I get all the time, and it's an answer that sometimes people don't like to hear, but I'm going to explain why I think it's true. So in evolutionary astrology, way back in the 90s, when a guy named Jeffrey Wolf Green founded this type of astrology, which is a type of astrology that I practice, he stated that 70% of the population lives in a consensus state, which is basically a herd mentality. So these are the literal NPCs of the world. So they don't form independent thought. When they want to know what their opinions are on certain topics, they just look to the external world. So these kinds of people will tend to get the most offended when you present them certain views that go outside of their paradigm, because their beliefs actually represent unconscious security needs. So they unconsciously gain security in trusting the mainstream media, celebrities, the experts, the government. They basically can't really think for themselves, so they seek security in outsourcing their opinions to the outer world. And moving from this consensus herd mentality to the next stage, which is an individuated state, is actually often a traumatic process because instead of trusting the external world like you always have, the government, the authorities, you actually have to learn how to trust self as an inner guidance system instead. And in order to do that, you actually have to decondition and undo a lot of what you thought was true about yourself and the world in the process. So this is a really alienating and lonely process by design because in order to discover who you are, you actually have to separate from the herd to begin with. And the thing is, you can't actually force people out of this state. It has to come from an inner calling. So it has to come from them realizing that there is something different inside of them that can't be explained by the experts, science, celebrities, government. And in my view, it really takes a certain ripeness of the soul to even want to go down that path because it's not easy. Most people will actually refuse the call of their individuation again and again and again because their unconscious security needs to stay in the unknown, the known rather, of the consensus is so strong. So you don't want to like hate them for that. It's actually a necessary stage in their own soul's development. And this is why trying to wake up family, friends, and others in general is almost always a failed project. And really, how I feel about it, the best thing you can do in these times is focus on your own soul evolution and find something unique about you that you can bring back to the world. And the reason why I'm saying that is because it is the most highly individuated and spiritualized people who actually create the next consensus. And they don't do this by forcefully trying to wake up the people who are asleep. They do this by bringing back their true essence, their true nature, and their soul gifts back to the consensus where they can uplift, inspire, and show people there's a different way to be. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to everybody's favorite show on the Red Pill Project, Morning Coffee. My name is Vince Tagliavia. I am your host. And this is a show where we are we bring you the news and events every morning as you, you know, on your morning commute or you're cleaning the house or, you know, doing whatever you do in the morning. We try to stay up to date on all the news and events of the world uh, and uh, push us into our day leading up to the Daily Dose with Joshua Reed at 530 p.m. Pacific, 1130 p- uh, p.m. Eastern Time. 
where we talk about the unfolding global conspiracy, communism in America, news and events of the day as well, and more. So I look forward to that tonight with Josh. I think he has some plans for tonight to discuss, and uh, it's going to be a good time. Good to see you all this morning piling into the chats. Um, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. So, and everything's tip-top magoo. So what do you say we just jump into it? Actually, I might want to acknowledge that video I just played there. That was posted by Laura Matsu over on Twitter about how she thinks we can wake up our friends and family. And I really agree with this perspective here that most people go along with a herd mentality, something like 70% of people, and they look to their external environment in order to determine how they should behave and feel and think. And by leading by example, you could start to turn that shift, that uh, perspective for them. And they'll just follow a righteous path, hopefully. So that's sort of the theory there. And I love it. Um, I think I think that's true for most people. But I do think that there's a small percentage that once they're locked into that mindset, uh, you know, I've read 2 to 4% or something like that, that they're stuck there forever. They're not going to get out. You can't force them out. They don't want out. That's just where they live now. It's in this crazy wonderland unfortunately and i think we see that with um our own the people that we know in our lives some people are starting to say yeah i'm never going to take another vaccine i'm never going to take another jab um after being jabbed once twice three times other people are saying i don't care if it kills me i don't care if it is poison I'm doing it out of the love of my heart, and I will die on this hill. And they probably literally will die on that hill, unfortunately. Um, and that is just the health perspective of the truth. There's also a political perspective. There's a financial perspective. I mean, some could argue there's a spiritual perspective. And so there's a lot of awakening for the world to do. And that's kind of what we try to help with here, is understanding the world better and and righteously truthfully honestly so it's an honor to be here with you all yeah jenica andrea uh andrea is not here this morning i'm gonna try to get her to come in friday if i can but she is prioritizing other things in her morning taking care of her son working on personal projects and won't be joining us every single morning for morning coffee any longer um i miss her tremendously she's so fantastic so we'll try to get her in one of these days but she's doing good uh she had a good holiday and i talked to her the other day for new year's so that's what's going on in case you guys are wondering you could always send her some love over there on the red pill project app she's on the social red pill all right um well I'm kind of debating on what order to go in here. I guess let's just stick to it. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So we're going to start with finance. Just a one short story here. Um, and I don't know if, do you guys like even looking at the markets in the morning? I do. And if you, if you do or don't let me know, but let's just look real quick at Yahoo finance for a lot of people. This is absolutely pointless, but if, let me know if you guys care about the markets in the morning, this morning it's red S and P 500 is down 0.744%. Um, NASDAQ is down over 1%. 
Gold and silver, okay. Gold is at eighteen thirty-five, and silver is at twenty-four dollars and twenty cents. Interesting, interesting. Uh, let's take a look at crypto. Bitcoin is at. Um, Bitcoin is at six, 16,647 with a steep drop off overnight. Cool. Uh, all right. So, yeah, let me know if you guys care about that quick little look at the charts. So, Wall Street Journal, Journal reported that wheat, soybean, corn, and corn prices are expected to have a choppy 2023. And they say it's because the war in Ukraine. Yep. The war in Ukraine continues to inject volatility into grain futures, which shot up, which shot up early last year. Of course, Russia invasion of Ukraine, Russia, 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 Ukraine, 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 and this is, I think, a small facet of the coming uh, disaster we have with our food, not just in the U.S. but globally, globally here. Um, this is really wild. Not only is it war related but climate change related they say also they're banning all kinds of uh, fertilizer fertilizer plant in florida burnt down earlier in 2022 if you guys recall that um farmers land is being taken away from them in europe uh it's just disastrous they're wanting to uh inject our animals with vaccines and well, I mean, they already do, but more experimental mRNA vac, uh, not even vaccines, mRNA gene therapy, and they're modifying other foods. It's crazy, yeah, it's crazy. So, um, keep your eye on your food, have an emergency supply as well. I don't know how it's going to look later this year. Hopefully, it's like last year, and we thought it was going to be catastrophic, and it wasn't as bad, nearly as bad as we thought. They're not stopping, though, they're keeping that ball rolling. So, I think that chance is still there this year. Hopefully, we see full shelves all year though but the prices certainly are not going to go down yeah they're going to go up um this was an interesting story uh, about mental health the u.s is set for uh the u.s set for first execution of a transgender person according to the insider paper A transgender woman, so a man, convicted of murder, was scheduled to be put to death Tuesday in the first such execution in the United States. Barring clemency from the governor of Missouri, Amber me, I think we're back live now. Sorry about that. My goodness, this is absolutely ridiculous. Let me get the time here. Unbelievable. Yesterday at about the same time, if I recall, I'll have to look back at the tape tape like we have tape there's no tape here we use modern technology all right you guys it looks like i'm good i'm sorry about that and it kicked me off the website it kicked me off of the website cool all right sorry about that everybody so the first transgender execution is set um mclaughlin was scheduled to receive a lethal injection for killing for a killing before her transition she was convicted of murdering her former girlfriend or his former girlfriend in 2003 in a suburb of st louis mclaughlin stalked the victim to a point where the ex-partner sought a restraining order the day of the killing mclaughlin waited for the woman named beverly gunther as she left work okay they go into the details of the murder and it looks like um, they're going through with this 
execution. And I think, you know, I don't want to use a broad brush and paint every single transgender person, but there is data out there that supports that people in this community of people that want to change their gender or, you know, pretend they're the opposite sex, that they have extreme mental health issues and there's high rates of suicide and they take a lot of medications, not just hormones and these things, but mental medications. And um, so I think mental health is something we should talk about when it comes to um, the transgender community, or I don't even know what to call them. Is it, is that the right way to say it? I don't know, but um, this is really concerning. Um, you know, it's just the thing that highlights the mental health of, of us. If we look at us all as one. All right. Thank you, Grandma Revolt. I had a wonderful New Year's. Hope you're having a wonderful one, too. Hope your holidays were great. Thank you so much. And we do have a new listener here. Uh, kind of new. Uh, Dynamic Dynamex, thanks for joining. Appreciate it. And all of you, all of you. Jenica, Summer, etc., etc. Grits, good to see you all. Let's see who's over here. Yasha, thank you for joining. And Mr. Plum, good to see you. Always so supportive. And Texas Bear and Spotted Halo. Thank you guys for joining. All right, let's continue forth here with some of the news. I do want to talk about what happened last night uh, during the live show after I talk about a little bit of politics and uh, or a lot of politics. But we'll end on that. I know uh, we'll end on it because we kind of beat that dead horse last night, but I think it's still important to discuss but before that, let's talk about this. Ron DeSantis is preparing for his second inauguration as Florida governor today. We've got a video from just a little while ago from Tallahassee. And I would love to play it for you if it would load. Here we are. Just a ton of people waiting for this inauguration to commence. Congratulations, Ron DeSantis. We will uh, be ready to see what he brings us this year. All right. This next article says, This is bullshit. McCarthy bid for House Speaker devolves into chaos. Representative Kevin McCarthy, Republican California, gave a Tuesday morning speech imploring fellow Republicans to elect him as Speaker of the House as several notable members of the GOP have openly opposed McCarthy. <laughs> According to Axios, McCarthy has given hardliners nearly everything they've asked for. However, he still hasn't secured enough votes for the position, meaning that for the first time in 100 years, the House will likely hold multiple ballots for the Speaker. In his Tuesday speech, McCarthy listed all the concessions he's made to the right and pointed out that Representative Matt Gates, Republican of Florida, praised elements of his rules package. Gates, notably, has spearheaded the anti-McCarthy movement within the chamber. Jake Sherman tweeted, Gates, of course, has been rallying support against McCarthy. Oh my goodness, that's hilarious. I've earned this job, said McCarthy, after running through everything he's done to become Speaker, to which Representative Chip, Cho Chip Roy of Texas reportedly shook his head, according to the Punchbowl News, uh, News's Jake Sherman. 
This is bullshit, said Representative Lowland, uh, Lauren Boebert of Colorado in response to McCarthy's speech. Uh, in December, Gates said he wouldn't vote for McCarthy because he's just a shill for, of the establishment. Here's Representative Matt Gates. I'm not voting for Kevin McCarthy for Speaker because he's just a, st a shill for the establishment. The reason most of my Republican colleagues are supporting him is because they benefit they benefit from the redistribution of lobby lobbyists and special interest money from McCarthy to their campaigns. Dude. <laughs> They're busting the window open on the corruption of our government from within our government. McCarthy also got into an argument with Representative Perry, who accused McCarthy of having no track record on spending bills. McCarthy supporters chime in, backing him up, etc., etc. We'll see how this unfolds. Um, here we go. The likely candidate to replace McCarthy in the unlikely event he pulls out is Rep Representative Steve Scalise, who said he won't run against McCarthy, but he's been quietly preparing for the scenario. It doesn't look like McCarthy is too worried. Uh, Haley Talbot tweeted that McCarthy has moved uh, into Speaker's suite, but if he fails to secure 218, he will have to move all his stuff back out. So they posted a video of his stuff being wheeled in. <laughs> They're really counting on it. That's hilarious. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, this year is going to be interesting. Very interesting. We'll see how this all unfolds. Investigation, division, gridlock. What to expect in 2023 U.S. Congress, according to the Insider Paper. Let's take a look at this. After two years of one-party control, a fresh intake of U.S. lawmakers will be seated Tuesday in a Congress divided between a Democrat-led Senate and a House of Representatives with Republicans behind the wheel. Despite its razor-thin majorities, the 2021-2023 Democratic-controlled Congress was one of the most productive in modern history, running all manners of legislation, much of it bipartisan, on manufacturing, infrastructure, gun control, the climate crisis, and more. But Washington watch it, watchers, Washington watchers, fear the age of cross-party cooperation may be coming to an end with the legislative process about to enter gridlock and Republicans promising an aggressive gen agenda of investigations into most aspects of President Joe Biden's administration. Here are some of the stories expected to emerge from the new session of Congress. Investigations. The party of former President Donald Trump has watched powerlessly from the sidelines over the last two years as its leader fended off multiple criminal, civil, and congressional probes. But the Republicans are plotting revenge with an intense program of their own investigations. One major target is likely to be Biden himself, and some Republicans have already confirmed that colleagues are mulling impeachment. Yeah, and I expect nothing less. <laughs> nothing less than that. Oh, man. The House Oversight Committee's top stated priority, though, will be in, in intensifying scrutiny of Democratic leader's son, Hunter Biden, who is already being investigated by the FBI over his business practices. 
Several House Republicans and figures from the last administration, including House Leader Kevin McCarthy and Trump, defied subpoenas to appear before Democratic-led probes, including the investigation into the 2021 so-called insurrection. But Republicans have pledged, nevertheless, to compel testimony on multiple aspects of decision-making by the Democrats, from the White House's management of immigration and the COVID crisis to its handling of the fraught withdrawal from Afghanistan. McCarthy, who is fighting a rebellion against his ambitions to become the next speaker, has accused Democrats of weaponizing politicians. Um, He's accused Democrats of the weaponized politician of the Justice Department over various probes into Trump. Republicans will also try to find wrongdoing in special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation into the Russian attack on the 2016 U.S. election which revealed extensive contacts between the Trump campaign and Russian government and intelligence operatives. Oh, Lord. Okay. Legislation. McCarthy has pledged to repeal $80 billion allocated for tax enforcement, pass a Bill of Rights uh, handing parents more say in their children's education more cash for police and border control and boosted domestic energy production of course that might not be up to him we'll see given the limitations of divided government however no strategists are holding their breath for major legislation to make its way to biden's desk the republicans released a commitment to america legislative agenda in september but it was short in detail offering broad political aims rather than specific policy On the economy, the Republicans pledged to fight inflation and lower the cost of living, make America energy independent and reduce gas prices, strengthen the supply chain, and end dependence on China. Democrats are nine short of the 60-vote supermajority in the Senate needed to pass most legislation, so the upper chamber is likely to spend much of its time blocking bills coming from the House. It will also continue to focus on approving Biden's judicial nominees. Ukraine. Since Russia invaded Ukraine in February 2022, Congress has approved more than $100 billion in military and humanitarian aid for the U.S. ally, mainly with cross-party support. You know, the rhinos and Democrats came together on that one. But Republican control of the House strengthens the hand of foreign policy isolationists, fiscal hawks, and others who want to stem the eastward flow of taxpayer dollars. The party's right flank was boosted by McCarthy's declaration before the midterm election, and his party would not sign a blank check for Kyiv while Americans are sitting in a recession. All right. Well, you know, I hope that they can stop the money, the unlimited money flow over to Ukraine, but this is going to be a tricky situation to get out of. We're pretty deep into this, this war here, so... We'll see how this all turns out, and this is all unfolding today. We'll see what's going on as time ticks by. All right, let's talk a little bit about what's going on with World War III. I found this video of the British Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak. This guy gives me the creeps. I hadn't seen him in a while, but here, let's listen to what he has to say. going to pretend that all our problems will go away in the new year. But 2023 will give us an opportunity to showcase the very best of Britain on the world stage, continuing to stand with our Ukrainian friends against Putin's brutality and 
defending freedom and democracy wherever we find it under threat. Oh my goodness. You look, nobody talks like this. Nobody talks like that. He is like a trained linguistic politician. He's he's classically tra trained in linguistics to just brain to just have people follow his to trust him, I guess. I don't know. Ugh. Creepy, 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 creepy. Here we go. Uh, this is an interesting little article I found. Trust in the German Chancellor and the ruling government reaches a new low. Only around 30% of the population still trusts the two institutions, according to a Forza poll. And there's an article on it. It's all in German, but I could uh, translate it for us. I think. Come on, computer. Trust in all political institutions drops drastically. The federal chancellor and the federal government in particular are losing a, lost, a lot of trust from the population. As a recent Forza survey shows, only around 30% still trust the two institutions. Federal President Steinmeier is better received by the respondents. According to the survey... Trust in all polit political institutions has fallen drastically compared to the previous year. There is a loss of trust in all institutions surveyed according to the RTL-NTV trend barometer published on Tuesday. The greatest decline in trust can be observed in the two economic institutions at the federal level. level. The federal chancellor only achieved 33%, the federal government 34%, a minus of 24 and 22% respectively, which looks like only half the people supported them to begin with, which I guess that makes sense. The Bundestag, in which 37% of those surveyed had confidence at the turn of the year, recorded a decline of 13 percentage points. This goes to highlight the instability happening not just in our country and our faith in our government that is supposed to represent us, but look at Germany here. They are kind of the spear tip of this globalist agenda, and the people don't trust their government. They are not happy. So this is a problem. They always preach about democracy this, democracy that, but then they lead like tyrants. It's all just a facade. It's all word magic, in my in my mind, in my opinion. Hmm. Thank you, Gump. Gump donated a dollar. He says, since 2014, the United States has given almost $1 trillion. I think you're talking about Ukraine. I did not know that. Is this true? That's crazy. Wow. Really? Thank you, Gump. I appreciate that. All right. Um, we've, ha we've been watching this thing unfold in, in China with... Uh, care carefully, I guess, we've been watching this. And what we've been watching is a lot of reports and unconfirmed videos of hospitals being full and new variants of COVID allegedly being uh, going through China. Um, and this happened right as China started lifting all its restrictions, stopping the lockdowns, where just months prior, maybe not even months, but a month prior, they were locking people in their apartments again and having all the digital ID stuff, which they're probably still doing, I would guess. But 
Here we have an article by Disclose TV where Beijing threatens response to unacceptable virus measures. This is kind of interesting because we see countries making decisions um, to uh, one country I saw isn't going to allow Chinese people to come into their country. Um, and many other countries are requiring a negative COVID test in order to fly in to the country, their country from China. And people are pointing out the irony of this being, you know, when this virus, uh, when COVID, the scandemic started, scandemic, it was racist to say we need to test Chinese people or we need to stop flights from China. They're like, oh my gosh, you guys are so racist. Now this is going on. And they forgot that that's racist, I guess, because nobody's saying that because it's not racist. I guess they turned the bots off those bots off. Beijing is blasting testing requirements on passengers from China and threatening countermeasures against countries involved based on re reciprocity. We believe that the entire the entry restrictions adopted by some countries targeting China lack scientific basis and some excessive practices are even more unacceptable, foreign ministry spokesperson Mounting said at the Daily Brief Tuesday. Interesting, huh? Why? Why is it unacceptable? I don't understand, really. The Chinese government sharply criticized COVID-19 testing requirements. Uh, we are firmly opposed to attempts to manipulate the COVID measure for political purposes and will take countermeasures based on the principle of rep reciprocity, she said. Mao did not specify what steps China might take. The comments were China's sharpest to date on the issue. Australia and Canada this week joined a growing list of countries requiring travelers from China to take the COVID-19 test prior to boarding their flights. As China battles a nationwide outbreak of the coronavirus after abruptly easing restrictions that were in place for much of the pandemic, other countries, including the U.S., U.K., India, Japan, and several European nations have announced tougher COVID-19 measures on travelers from China amid concerns over a lack of data on infections in China and fears of the possibility that new variants may emerge. You know what? Look at who's joining the party. The US, the UK, India, Japan, and several European nations. Uh, Australia was in there. Hmm. This is seeming like it's all the countries that aren't a part of the BRICS alliance. So maybe this narrative that China's in peril and everyone's dying and the hospitals are full and they have new variants, maybe that's a Western narrative. And this is actually part of um, the trade war. This is part of something else. This is just me speculating, but it makes sense. Look at who is requiring the testing why isn't russia requiring testing from chinese people you know why isn't all why aren't other countries saying anything that are you know they have trade agreements and whatnot yeah you have to ask these questions you can't trust anything you see here on and not here specifically but i guess yeah here specifically and anywhere um i'm just pulling this off the internet so we've got to be critical you know that's what the kind of the motto here not kind of the motto. That's the motto here at the Red Pill Project is don't believe anything anybody tells you, no matter who they are or who they seem to be or what authority they have, unless you can prove it with your own volition. And that's how we stay on top of things and help each other uh, stay on the truth. So 
interesting. I just realized that right now. I guess that's my epiphany for the day. I could uh, call it a day and sit back and relax then. I'm just kidding, guys. We've got a big day ahead of us, but let's see what else we got. Um, South Korea says talks are underway over joint nuclear exercises, uh, the Insider Paper reported. So here we go. Just more war stuff. Nuclear exercises. Yeah, that's concerning there. Um, and we have Zelensky, the tyrant over there in Ukraine. He signed a controversial law expanding government government powers to regulate media. I guess what's left of their media. Didn't a lot of reporters go missing mysteriously in Ukraine? Or accidentally get shot by Russians and whatnot? So what's left of their media is being regulated by Zelensky. It's tyrannical. It's tyrannical. That's what it is. Um, and, and quite a shame. Quite a shame. All right. I wanted to just get through those last couple stories. Just another one. I'm going to move it. I'm going to move it to probably tomorrow. But let's see here. Uh, let's talk about health because we had a big event last night live while we were doing the Daily Dose uh, thank you to the listeners to point it out. Uh, and that is the Buffalo Bills' Damar Hamlin. Um, suffered a cardiac arrest event during a football game. He's in critical condition. Let's just look at a... Uh, <laughs> let's just... Uh, Look at this uh, CBS News article. I know that it's fake news, but I want to see the narrative from this perspective here. So let's see what they're saying from the fake news end of things. Uh, Buffalo Bills, Damar Hamlin in critical condition after suffering cardiac arrest on the field. So far, that headline, I think, is accurate. Um, Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin is in critical condition after collapsing on the field during Monday night's game against the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bills say. The team tweeted an update overnight, quote, DeMar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest following a hit in our game versus the Bengals. His heartbeat was restored on the field and he was transferred to the UC Medical Center for further testing and treatment. He is currently sedated and listed in critical condition. The remainder of the game was postponed following the injury. The NFL did not say when the rest of the game would be played. In a statement released Tuesday, Hamlin's family thanked the first responders and healthcare professionals at the University of Cincinnati, Cincinnati Medical Center for their exceptional care. They also expressed their gratitude for the love and support shown to DeMar during his, this challenging time. Your generosity and compassion means the world to us, the family said. Please keep, keep DeMar in your prayers. Jordan Rooney, a family representative who said he has known the player since he was in college, told ABC's Good Morning America on Tuesday that Tuesday morning that Hamlin's family was in good spirits, taking it minute by minute, hour by hour. Rooney said he could not give details on Hamlin's condition other than to say he is sedated. All I could say is he's fighting, Rooney said. He's a fighter. The game was in the final moments of the first quarter when the 24-year-old Hamlin tackled Bengals receiver T. Higgins. A correspondent for ESPN, which was broadcasting the game, said Hamlin made a hit, he got up, took a couple of steps, and just fell to the ground. Medical personnel treated Hamlin on the field for about 10 minutes, including appearing to administer CPR, before an ambulance was driven onto the field, the announcer said. It appeared Hamlin was 
being given oxygen as he was loaded into the loaded am- load as he was loaded into the ambulance. Hamlin received immediate medical attention on the field by by team and independent medical staff and local paramedics. He was then transported to a local hospital where he's in critical condition. They said an NFL said in a statement. Our thoughts are with Damar and the Buffalo Bills. We will provide more information as it becomes available. ESPN announcers said Hamlin's Hamlin's mother was at the game and rode with him in the ambulance. Players from both teams crowded around Hamlin while he was being treated, and several appeared to be distressed. Here they are, all taking a knee for Hamlin in this image. The entire Bills team is out on the field right now, said ESPN correspondent, as they waited for news on Hamlin's condition. Several players are down on their knees. Others are holding hands, praying. You you can just see the worried looks on their faces, and you really could. They were all very distressed, like they knew it was the vaccine. After Hamlin was taken off the field, the game was initially temporarily suspended, referees said, and the players won't get back. Players went back to their respective locker rooms. The decision to officially postpone the game after, uh, I'm sorry, for the night was announced just after 10 p.m. Eastern time, about an hour after Hamlin collapsed. Okay. So a lot of uh, people stuck around lit candles and went to the hospital and stuck around outside the hospital as well, just fans. And uh, We saw this unity between the two rival teams, which was cool. Um, I have the video. Um, we have a lot of information here. Well, let's start with good news. This guy was actually a really great guy. He uh, And I hope he, he recovers, but I, I'll be honest, I'm not too confident he will um, based on all the other people we've seen collapse and not recover but um who sent me this texas bear 77 said that uh hamlin's he had a gofundme for kids that he set up and for free toys and he's always done this before he was even in the nfl he was very charitable and i think he was trying to raise just a few thousand dollars for toys for kids and as after last night's thing it went viral and they brought in $4 million last night. They only had a few thousand in there originally before yesterday. So this is $4 million raised in a night. Beautiful thing happening out of such a terrible tragedy. We all, uh, well, we had one of our Red Pill family members see this happen live as he was watching the he was watching the game and then listening to the Daily Dose. Uh, Nate, shout out to Nate, <laughs> Nathaniel's Barbershop. He told us this happened, and right when it happened, he said, he said, I just this guy just died on the field or something along those lines and we looked at the video and I have it somewhere right here. I uh let's just I guess go through here in order. We'll watch it in case you haven't seen it. <clears throat> yeah, here it is. All right. I think he's number 3. Yeah. All right. Let me go back and make this large for you guys. Three, he's on the ground. He gets up. Two steps. He falls down. Hmm. That's uh, not what any of us want to see. And everybody's around him. And just hope that he's going to be okay. So we'll take another break here right, in I'll Cincinnati. I'll through one more time. This is just terrible. Uh, what they're saying it is... Um, I'll have to pull up the exact uh, word for it. 
But basically, they're saying he was Not hit so hard that around him and it, that he's gonna be okay. it, it gave him a <laughs> cardiac arrest. So we'll take another and break. We've seen actually that happen before, where where somebody has gotten cardiac arrest from being heart hit in the heart directly in the heart um, during like a hockey game. I think I saw a video from like decades ago where somebody got a hockey puck to the heart directly to the heart here and they went into cardiac arrest and i guess there's a this is kind of the mainstream narrative of saying don't even talk about the vaccine it's not the vaccine you guys are so insensitive how are you even going to go there it's clearly just a freak accident it's like okay whatever but what they're saying is that they hit him at the right time right between beats of his heart and that it caused this this cardiovascular event to happen which i don't think anybody's really buying except the people who just listen to anything that the media says and follows it um and they're also attributing it to you know because we see all these things that uh you know people in their teens dying people in their 20s dying people in their 30s dying um kids dying suddenly just all these dying suddenly things uh a lot of people are putting together videos articles just tweeting them as they come by and so one of the arguments from the left that i saw is that this isn't anything new people always die there's a name for it but it's basically once you notice something is a thing you're able to recognize it more and it makes it seem like there's more they're saying it's a psychological trip and that this isn't actually happening and that the vaccines are safe no look the data's there you know um it smelled fishy and then we looked into it there's so much data it's undeniable to say that it's a psychological trip trick is absolutely ignorant and ridiculous this person on twitter puts out a lot of information on what the hell's going on ov our voices matter Every single month, they put out a video of died, collapsed, suddenly, threads, a thread of young athletes in the past 12 months, where here they have 1,226 incidences documented by month, average age 26 years. This video goes on for several minutes. I'm going to scrub through it. It just doesn't stop. These are all professional athletes. These are all professional athletes with the average age being in their late 20s. Okay? This is not normal. Nothing even close to normal. I don't care what anybody says. We have the data. The data is there. The doctors are speaking out. People are waking up. And it's just a matter of time before more people wake up. Hopefully we see some accountability here. Um, and unfortunately for the NFL, this is starting to come out. And this is just alleged. I'm not saying anything. I don't know. But here's just something I saw online. They said, Tom Fitton said, the NFL pushed the COVID vaccines on its players. 
when will the league investigate whether the rare myocarditis vaccine side effects is impacting players, such as making them more susceptible to game-related severe heart injuries? Of course, this was tweeted yesterday after this cardiovascular event of uh, the Buffalo Bills' Damar Hamlin's incident. Um, Tom Fitton said, The next NFL games are on Saturday. In addition to praying for Damar Hamlin, if I were a vaccinated player, I'd consider not playing, or in the least, demanding equipment that provides increased chest protection. Maybe NFL PA will step up. I presume the NFL won't cancel the season. And here's a sports.yahoo.com website where it says, Bill's general manager would cut players who are not vaccinated for COVID-19. Quote, it would be an advantage. So apparently, it seems all of the players may be vaccinated on the Buffalo Bills, according to that headline there and what, what we understand about the NFL requiring these things. Jenica said the NFL didn't suspend the game. The teams decided to suspend the game. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the team was so distraught. And you know what? We've seen people break their backs. We've seen people have multiple spine injuries, neck injuries, break their necks, break their arms, break their legs, and everybody just kind of shakes it off and keeps going, right? Why is this one any different? I mean, you could die from breaking your back, and a lot of times they carry them out on a stretcher and they go to a hospital and they don't know their status till later. Why was everybody so distraught with this event? I think I know why. I think you guys know why, too. It's because everybody was thinking, oh, shit. I'm vaccinated too. I hope I don't die next. Honestly, I think that's the case. You could look at their faces. Look at the oh shit faces they had after this event at the game. And that is why they canceled the game. They weren't in the spirits to play. They were scared to play. They were devastated. Yeah, they knew how serious it was, right, Summer? Um, I'll have to look it up. Let's see if I could find that video real quick as we talk about this but i think you guys are absolutely spot on on that i i agree there it was the players although the main narrative is like nobody was even thinking about continuing the game of course not are you kidding why would we think about continuing the game for the money come on this isn't about money why would we continue the game yeah that's what they want people to think reaction i don't know what keywords should i search for to find this video um, yeah, this is going to be tough to find. Let's see. Um, I guess I could search his name or Buffalo Bills reaction. All right. A little on the fly research here. Here they are praying. And um, how interesting is it too that and I'm sorry, some people are like, this is so inappropriate to talk about. There's somebody in bad health and you're making it political. I think this is important and I'm, I'm going to talk about it. I don't care what anybody thinks. If it hurts your feelings, I'm sorry. But maybe you find, you know, go watch morning cartoons or something. Um, but it's interesting that they can now take a knee and pray when something so serious happens. But... Uh, any other time, you have BLM and Antifa just absolutely having a fit at taking a knee. Uh, pretty interesting there, huh? Oh, here we are. Got it. Oh my goodness. This is terrible. Here's one reaction video that I was able to locate.
just devastated. Yeah. This is because they've seen what is happening and this was a exact replica of all of the other people who have died suddenly over the past couple years or since the vaccine rollout. Oh my gosh, this is so sad. So sad. Um... <clears throat> Uh, I think this was Tim Poole tweeted, and I agree with him here. I don't always agree with this guy. He's he's okay. Um, he said that either Dr. Gupta is a terrible doctor or something fucked up is going on, and he linked to this 2021 to 2022 epidemic of heart issues in athletes in chronological order. And this is filterable and all this good stuff. And... This is just an extensive list of data of athletes who have died suddenly. And there's quite a few. I'd go through them, but I'd probably be live for over 24 hours. Um, you know, we didn't exactly have these extensive lists over two years ago before these experimental gene therapies were um, introduced into our DNA. So, uh, I'll, um, I'll, I could put that link into the social red pill right now if anybody's interested in seeing Dr. Gupta's, uh, or I don't know if he put this out or what, but I don't have the original tweet on hand either. I have to, um, go find it again, but I'll put this in the social red pill app. If you guys want to find it, it's socialredpill.com. Most of you are already there. Um, I'll go ahead and post it now. So I don't forget once I'm done streaming here, like I, like I always do. Um, I'll just post that now. So it's there. If you guys want to check it out. Um, also, we talked about this last night and there's some articles and video of what I just showed you on redpills.tv where we publish our uh, articles that we talk about this morning and the articles we talk about during the Daily Dose all go on to one uh, recap on redpills.tv and we'll share that on the app too under hashtag recap. So if you go on the social red pill and you search hashtag recap, you could find those recaps and the links and the videos and everything we talked about, even a replay of the whole video of, of the daily dose as well. We've been trying to post those every night for you guys. So you can share links and share information or revisit things and for your own research or for your own sharing purposes. So you could find that all on the social red pill or redpills.tv. All right, we have more information on this. Uh, oh, yeah, people are saying it's com Commodio Cordis. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but Commodio Cordis, which is basically what I was talking about earlier, where your heart gets directly hit with a hockey puck or a baseball or a, a, some kind of hard ball right between heartbeats at a very specific time frame. You hit it very hard with something directly here on your chest and you, your heart could stop. You could go into cardiac arrest. Um, it could have been this because he was weakened from the vaccine. I don't think he even got hit on the chest. If you go back and watch the video, I don't think it was a chest hit. It was more of like a head shoulder hit. So I don't know. 
and it didn't seem that hard. I mean, I think it was pretty hard, but come on. I think this was um, because he was injured already. Um, so here's something somebody posted about Commodio Cordis. For anyone saying it, trying to say it's Commodio Cordis, the hit he took does not look like that is the cause. Here are the causes of Commodio Cordis, and I'm sorry for my pronunciation. Just getting hit in the chest isn't enough to cause Commodio Cordis. The blow must have taken place at a precise moment during a heartbeat and strike an area near the center of the heart's left ventricle. The left ventricle is the lower left chamber of the heart. This blow can trigger ventricular tachycardia, tachycardia, which refers to an abnormally fast beating of the heart in the lower chambers. This is a serious condition. If the same type of contact to the chest takes place a moment later or an inch to one side, it may be harmless. Some of the main causes of commodio cordis include being hit by a baseball, a hockey puck, a lacrosse ball, or a softball. So, this if this is what happened this is an extremely rare case because people get tackled in football every single day and this isn't we've never seen this happen before so um and just more information here unexplained blood clots and collapsing athletes when people are silent we assume they took the jab that's true uh, this is a hard pill to swallow and this is why i titled tonight's show we call it the ugly truth for a reason my circles who passed on the vaccines, they, as they see the... Here's Dr. Peter McCullough, real quick. Everybody in my circles who passed on the vaccines, they, as they see the blood clots, the myocarditis, uh, the, the deaths start to occur, they are thrilled they didn't take the vaccine. I, I mean, it is extraordinary. We just saw a, a very famous young uh, female golfer in the United States develop a blood clot in her arm. Uh, and we just never see that. There's a condition called thoracic outlet obstruction that can actually, um, you know, have a predilection in golfers that can happen in baseball players, but it's the thrombogenic nature of the vaccine. And in all these cases, the mysterious piece of information is, did they take the vaccine or not? We just heard about Justin Bieber, uh, his wife having a blood clot in her brain. When do we hear that in young people like that? Again, the mystery piece of information is, did they take the vaccine? No one's being clear on this. All these athletes who've died on the field in Europe, the soccer players, rugby players, Again, did they take the vaccine? Now, sooner or later, people are going to have to come clean on this uh, because many, many people think that, in fact, they did. And anytime people are silent on this exposure, the assumption now is they took the vaccine and they simply just don't want to uh, disclose that. Yeah, it's hard to admit that truth. I would imagine. I don't know. I'm not vaccinated, but I could imagine you're staring death in the face, aren't you? Uh, people aren't going to want to discuss that. Um, we'll leave it here tonight. We have a special show. Uh, the I guess it's not. I mean, it's a, just the daily dose, but I guess they're all special, aren't they? We'll have the daily dose tonight at 5:30 p.m. Pacific, 8:30 p.m. Eastern time with the host Joshua Reed himself. The uh, founder of the red pill project so tune in tonight for that and we'll talk about the news and events of the day communism coming to america the globalists trying to take over the world and maybe even beyond earth and much much more um 
let me know you guys you can share information as the day goes on with each other and myself on the social red pill and thank you all so much for sharing information there and you know not just articles and opinions and news but everything else we have recipes and book clubs and all this stuff on the social red pill so uh check it out we also have the zoom rooms every evening they're open 24 7 if you want to go in there and organize a meeting with some of the red pill family but uh usually in the evening times uh, around dinner after the show we uh or i guess way after dinner for most people but or whatever after the daily dose we have the zoom room is usually pretty active and on tuesday nights which today is tuesday josh usually cuts out some time and spends some time with us in there for a q a and to discuss these things so if you want to discuss this stuff tune in tonight and then jump into the zoom over on the social red pill it's free to join doesn't cost you a dime unless you want to support us you can subscribe to a subscription there but otherwise you could join for free at socialredpill.com. Would love to see you there. www.socialredpill.com. Hope you all enjoyed the show. Be sure to hit a little plus sign or thumbs up or the red pill or wherever you're watching. Leave a nice positive comment for me. So uh, I'll go back and read those later. Or a little constructive criticism too. You know, that never hurt anybody. I appreciate all the feedback. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Have a great day. God bless and God speed.